Welcome to another episode of Look at This. I'm Michael O'Connell, a journalist and podcaster living in the Washington, D.C. area. Since September 2020, in the midst of the pandemic, I've been showing the homeless men and women who sell the Street Sense newspaper in our nation's capital how to podcast. You might remember Carlton Johnson. He's one of the Street Sense vendors who read his poetry a few episodes back. When I came back into the Street Sense offices one day, I saw that he was wearing his mask and sounded stuffy, so I asked him if he had a cold. Oh, no, nah, I don't have a cold. Just a mask over my face. I can't breathe. For many of the vendors I spoke to, COVID-19 was just another challenge they had to endure in their daily lives. Basically, what I've been doing was, you know, with the, uh, the doctors and those that are fighting this pandemic, asked me to do by covering my face and keeping my social distance between people and mostly just staying by myself. Uh-huh. I'm not really trying to do a lot of things with a lot of people in group scenarios. So, you know, just to keep myself safe. Do you sell street scents? I sell street scents when I can, when the traffic is good. And sometimes I just, I give papers away and and what that does is people uh, would go to our website, go to the Street Sense website, and would probably leave a donation uh, for me as a vendor, or they'll buy a subscription, and which I I make a few dollars off. Have you seen fewer customers, anything like that? Basically, yes. I've seen fewer customers because COVID has uh, affected, basically, we're talking uh affected the world because we're, we're not seeing as many people out here on the streets and businesses are closing or on um, or either they're on temporary hours, part-time hours, you know, just, just to service the community if they can, you know, as far as uh, drive up people who call in their orders or order online and come pick up their belongings and, or what they order. And move on. Like Carlton, the ongoing pandemic affected Queenie Featherstone. As a woman with a hearing disability who reads lips in order to communicate, the mask mandate proved to be a challenge, as did social distancing. That part kind of hurts my heart because I've always been a people person of hugging or greeting or kissing in a friendly manner. But now, because of this pandemic, I air hug. So, I mean, I cross my arms and hug myself and beck to the person, do the same. So we air hug each other. But it's, it, it's not like the physical greeting, you know, your fellow man. It's, this is different. Queenie is a member of the PFC the People for Fairness Coalition, a homeless advocacy group that regularly visits the tent encampments around the district to distribute supplies to the people living there. About a week before Christmas, she invited me to join her and the other PFC volunteers the next time they made their rounds. On December 17th, I visited the tent encampment near Dunbar High School. People for Fairness Coalition, we actually started 13 years ago, more or less folks who have experienced homelessness and other concerned citizens coming together to, you know, advocate on behalf of ourselves and others. That's Robert Warren, PFC's executive director. About how many people are you you helping each week? 
I would say we reach about 200 homeless people, a little bit more, maybe a little bit more than that a week. We've been coming out here since June of this year, and uh, we've been trying to serve the encampments here in Washington, D.C., so we've been serving. This is one of the encampments that we serve. This is one of the more one of the more larger ones, but not the larger one. We serve actually we serve the two largest ones, which is in Noma, L and M Street, and in and around Union Station, and we also go over to Foggy Bottom, uh, from 20th Street, all the way over to 26th and 27th White First Freeway. Okay. What are you What are you handing out here today? So we usually bring our toilet tissue, disposable wipes, hand sanitizers, hand warmers, socks. Uh, we've had blankets. We have we have we have sleeping bags. Uh, we take orders for tents if folks need them. Just stuff to you know, just try to help folks get through the winter and and stay safe. You know, during this uh, pandemic. I see that uh, you've also got some uh, coats to hand out and things to keep people warm. I mean, the the temperature has has shifted in the last few weeks. So, you know, what are the concerns at this point? The concern is always the concern it is that every year, you know, that folks are not freezing to death out here and they have, you know, adequate stuff that can keep them safe, you know, through the winters. Reginald Black is the advocacy director for the People for Fairness Coalition. He's also a street sense vendor and artist. This is part of our direct services response to COVID-19. Usually this time of year, we're having, you know, meetings with council members, participating in some uh, budget preparatory things for the next fiscal year. And because COVID-19 has now limited our gatherings and have made most of our engagements with elected, elected officials and agency heads virtual, we decided to use the extra time to come out and do what we you know, usually do when we have freer time, and that is come out and connect with our peers and try to provide supplies. The supplies we have is our version of uh, PPE or personal protective equipment for people who live in encampments. COVID-19 is especially a challenge for those living in the encampments, according to Reginald Black. Unfortunately, people who are unhoused already live in an extremely unsanitary situation. There is a need to help people who are living outside to be more sanitary. The whole narrative around protecting themselves from COVID-19 is to stay away from people. That's one. Two is to constantly wash your hands and be sanitary. But how can you do that when you don't have a bathroom, when you don't have a shower? They're saying you can use hand sanitizer. So where are people who are already already struggling economically? Um, How are they going to acquire hand sanitizer? Well, let's talk a few more numbers. How many people are there on the, on the streets of D.C. about? If you want some data to point to, you can take a look at the pit or point and time count, which talks about this year 6,380 unique households being actually literally homeless or in a shelter or in a transitional program. Okay. But the actual numbers are four and five times that. We took a look at our annual estimated demand for homeless services, in connection with updating the strategic plan to end homelessness. And we saw there in one year from 2018 to 2019 that 10,295 unique households had come through the system. So we know that 
anytime we have a set standard count like the point in time count and like our youth count that our numbers very possibly are either you know two times three times or four times more than that um, because there are a lot of people that we miss right now some of the narrative around encampments is that encampments are increasing due to covid that's not true the more people that you see are because the places that they can hide have shut down and now instead of missing them you have no choice but to see them they have they have resorted to having them be in encampments and in other places that they are visible so we know that you know our crisis is way more than some of our recorded numbers. There's no way to really actually measure the full level of housing instability. If you take a look at some of the data coming out of the Poor People's Campaign as far as nationally, there is about right around 70 to 80,000, 80 million people who are actually literally homeless out of about 140, 150 million people who are actually uh, trapped in poverty or in low wealth. So we know our numbers are four and five times any of our standard counts that we can conduct. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a significant impact on the homeless population in D.C. As of June 24th, 544 people living in city shelters had tested positive for the virus. In addition, 25 people in D.C.'s homeless service system had died. The next time I saw Queenie Featherstone, I thanked her for inviting me to the encampment. Knowing that she is an incredible optimist... I wanted to find out her take on the pandemic. I, you know, I know that you're a poet, you're a writer. Have you thought about writing anything that had to do with COVID? Well, I did when this pandemic first started earlier this year, which if you understand what I'm about to say, it's fun and funny. Of course, this virus that harms people and kills people is not funny, but And why I say all of that, I wrote three or four jokes about COVID. Oh, did you you remember any of them? And, and of course, I wrote a story, um, a husband and wife couple uh, delivering a baby in the hospital. And, of course, you know, before this virus, the husband would be able to go in with his wife to see his newborn being delivered. But with this virus, the husband had to stay in the waiting room. And, of course, the wife had to deliver the baby with the doctor by herself, or of course, with the nurse or technicians. So the husband was a little upset and so hurt he couldn't be in the delivery room. So uh, he would yell out, oh, stupid COVID. But it was a a new intern in the waiting room with the husband asking, we need a name for the baby. We need a name for the baby. But by her being new and the husband being a little upset, he said, oh, a stupid COVID. And that's what she wrote down as the name of the, for the baby. <laughs> and, um, Again, in just a little in a joking way. So when she, she took the paper back, and of course, that's what she wrote. And that's that's what they thought they named the baby. Stupid COVID. Stupid COVID. <laughs> that, that's pretty great. But the, the point is, what touched me and why I laughed also, because weeks later, 
it was actually on the news where a couple had a baby and they named the baby COVID. They named the baby COVID. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm like, oh, I was just making it a little joke, writing the story. But the new, and I heard it, it was on the news. This, this couple named their baby COVID. Look at This is a podcast produced by me, Michael O'Connell, and the homeless men and women who sell the Street Sense newspaper in Washington, D.C. You can find out more information about this podcast and the newspaper at streetsensemedia.org. Our theme music was written and performed by Saul T. If you see him or Carlton or Queenie out on the street, say hi and buy a paper. Thanks for listening. <laughs>